Welcome to the Body Mind Empowerment Podcast Episode 3. This weekend I went to the Biohacker Summit in Helsinki. Finland is one of the top places of biohacking with many companies creating cutting-edge self-quantification technologies and nutritional products. To be honest, biohacking isn't considered to be like biohacking in Scandinavia. It's already a part of the local culture. Finnish saunas and ice baths have been practiced for centuries and the natural environment is full of incredible nutritious foods, herbs, mushrooms and other compounds. And I must say that the summit itself was a complete blast. It was very well organized and I had a lot of fun. One day before the actual event I went to the upgraded dinner where the host served us a five-course dinner with amazing Finnish superfoods and other highest quality nutritional compounds. I got to meet the speakers, made a lot of friends, new connections and all in all it was an amazing event. So in this podcast episode I'm going to simply talk with some of the people there. I'll add some clips from their speeches and ask them a few questions about their biohacking secrets as well. That's what biohacking is all about, like the main organizer of the event Teemu Arina himself said. The purpose is better living through science, technology and nature. It's about getting more in touch with your physiology so that you could feel more connected to who you are and those around you as well. If you want to support this podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. I'd very much appreciate it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and if you're watching this on video, then you can see that I'm wearing this Stay Empowered t-shirt that I got made. Let me know if you're interested in wearing one of those, and I can, you know, start printing them out, which is another way of supporting the podcast and spreading the message of becoming empowered. Do you want to know what it is body mind empowerment get stronger faster smarter quicker friendlier more helpful more driven everything the body needs control your mind the first person i'm going to be talking with is bob troya he's an experienced biohacker who is known on the internet as quantified bob what he's done is become his own N equals 1 self-experiment. He tracks a lot of his biomarkers like blood glucose, ketones, and he uses that data to see how certain foods and other physiological stressors affect his health and performance. And my question for Bob is, um, what would be the top three personal qualifications everyone could do and should do in their everyday lives? So I'm going to talk about things that aren't about tracking your steps or like even like your sleep per se. I would say there's some simple measurements that can give you a really good sense of your biology and your sort of uh, state of recovery or where you're at overall in terms of wellness. Uh, the first would just be uh, heart rate variability. So I don't know if you understand heart variability. It's yeah. uh, you know if you measure your heartbeat, it's six, like say 60 beats a minute, yeah. but your heart doesn't beat the same every beat. It might be like one second, 1.1 seconds. Yeah. So the, that variability is actually your, you, it's a good thing. You want to have your heart be more variable. It's a sign of your parasympathetic or nervous system versus sympathetic, which is your um, your your fight or flight kind of like oh you know a lion's chasing me or I'm gonna rest and recover and so uh, there's simple apps and tools out there where every morning what I do is the first thing before I even get out of bed you can do a one minute reading and it measures your heart rate variability you can uh, off your finger or off a chest strap and over time over, over like, let's say a week you establish a baseline and and then each morning you look at what your your heart rate variability is and it'll either say hey you can go really hard train really hard today or do whatever or um, you need to kind of relax, rest today. You're, um, maybe you had a hard workout yesterday, or you went out with your friends last night too, too late, and you know you, should, you don't go hard today. So that's the first thing. Um, 
Second, I would say, is um, uh, glucose, blood sugar, which mm. I know you think of like diabetes and, and, like, mm. and people like that, but actually, even healthy people can learn a lot just by uh, measuring it. Uh, yeah. It's a, you know, a uh, glucose monitor is very inexpensive, maybe like 20, 20 euros for like a sensor, and the, yeah. the test strips are inexpensive. It's just a drop of blood you take, you touch it onto this little test strip, and within 10 seconds, you get a number. And the, what you want to do is every morning, right when you wake up, let's say you got out of bed, you've done your heart rate variability. Um, and you don't have to do this every day. This is like, you, you just want to understand your trends. So maybe, you know, maybe the first week you do it like every day, and then after that, you, you understand kind of your trend. But you'll see like where your, your um, levels are in relation to like what's considered um, uh, safe or healthy. You know, you're not diabetic, but you might still be like a little bit, high, your levels might be high, or you might learn that, um, your glucose is affected by, you know, if you slept very poorly, you, you might have elevated glucose because that might correlate with like cortisol or stress hormones and things yeah. like that. So I use it also to understand the effects of um, when I'm like from diet. We're all different in terms of how we understand carbohydrates and you can actually do these tests where you eat uh, 50 grams of a different carbohydrate, like a sweet potato, white rice, and then you measure your response over two hours and you'll see how like maybe something spikes your glucose very sharply and you're like, that's maybe not a thing I should be eating a lot of or maybe add more fiber if I'm going to eat something with that. Uh, whereas other things that you might think are unhealthy, maybe you have like a, a piece of cake, chocolate cake, and you're like, that should be bad, but it actually um, uh, doesn't have much of an effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so that's, so I'd say HRV, glucose, and then the third thing I would say um, we, we take, you know, in biohacking, we're always talking about our bodies and hacking our bodies and optimization, but we don't pay attention to the environment around us. Yeah. And I think the um, a simple thing, there's like there's there's tools out there that let us monitor our air quality, especially in our homes. Um, it can be like the air quality in our homes is, could be like many times worse than outside the outdoor air. So even if there's air pollution, our homes are worse because there's all sorts of toxins and you know not just from like. Uh, cleaning supplies and chemicals and our furniture yeah, and, exactly. and cigarette smoke, all of that. So you get an air quality monitor and then you can start getting an understanding of like what the, the state of your health of your home is. And then you can start making changes like maybe move cleaning supplies into a different area or um, doing things to like open up windows or add ventilation or there's tips of air filters you can install to help um, remove um, air particles out of the air if you have like pets especially. So I would say those are the three things I would go right. for. If I'm gonna just pick three, um, you know, three things that aren't like wearing like a smart uh, watch, attract your yeah. steps, or anything like that. But that that'll get you a pretty uh, to a pretty good state. And uh, how would you like describe uh, the entire biohacking summit event in one word? What would be like this characteristic to it? Inspiring. 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 I think everybody's meet, learning so much and getting lots of ideas and meeting other people that I think everybody goes back home from this like very motivated and they like want to explore all these new areas. Maybe they picked up a few tips that they didn't know about. And um, I mean, whether whether someone here is a speaker, an attendee, uh, or a volunteer, like I think everybody is learning from each other. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's it's like when you're in a you know it's a, it's, a, it's intimate enough where um, you know you can really interact with everybody and have really great conversations and. and there's time to do it. Whereas, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes uh, the conferences, it's so overwhelming, it's, it's, it's so big that you just don't even have time to uh, talk to everybody. But here, it's been great, yeah. yeah. So I'm loving it. Exactly, and where can people find more about you? So, um, that's, this is my personal company, but um, quantifiedbob.com. So quantifiedbob.com, quantifiedbob or you can go on Instagram, Twitter, all that, Facebook. It's just quantifiedbob. All right. Very simple. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you can find me. Thanks. A very down-to-earth guy, and he knows what he's talking about. Next up, I have two nature enthusiasts extraordinaire: Jaro Willard from Canada and Jaakko Halmetoja from Finland. Jaro lives on the western coast, and he's an expert herbalist. He runs his business, Harmonic Arts 
and sells mushroom powders, herbal tinctures and other natural compounds on his website and YouTube channel. He's also known as the Herbal Jedi and he's a super intuitive person who's a lot of fun as well. My recommendation is you just stick to the straight mushrooms if you feel you're really sensitive. Um, <laughs> and you try all the like the chaga tincture. With these powders you go for a little, make yourself a little cup. And like what I'm gonna do here is I'm just gonna go, let's see, I'm gonna do a little reishi for myself because I was just on stage and I need a little grounding. And I am going to boost that with some cordyceps and some lion's mane. We're gonna take that and I'm gonna add a little bit of my friends over here, uh, like finish the best chaga ever, the best chaga ever here in Finland. We're stoked to be neighbors with these guys right now. And we're gonna make ourselves a little mushroom cocktail. Yeah, a gyro cocktail. Yeah. But you know, that's where we'd start. From there, we might just go, you know what? I really wanna upgrade the mushrooms, so I'm gonna take my five tonic wild mushrooms from the forest and kind of add that in. And these are all of our polypores, best mushrooms in our forest lands in Canada. Mm. And cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Jaakko is a nutrition and wellness expert. He's one of the authors of the Biohackers Handbook and a professional speaker. During his travels around the world, he has looked up the most nutritious ingredients out there and has written about them quite extensively. So, if we want to actually absorb nutrients, I think that's very crucial to understand that that's the whole system that we need to put focus on. So it's not just the microbiome and the bacteria that are living inside of you, but also the health of your intestines. For, for you who don't know anything about chaga, it's one of the top herbs in our ecosystem and in northern climate in general. With these two, I'm going to be talking about how you can get more in touch with your inner nature and the environment around you as well. So check it out. It's four, five, those are my challenging times. I'm hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's do it. Okay. You know, I'm gonna maybe ask you about you know how this uh, biohacking, uh, how it will connect the person to back to his natural you know habitat. You know, people being they are so disconnected from their environments, from their communities, and how biohacking in particular can help to you know find this connection again with nature. I think the concept in here is different in a sense that even though. It's kind of technocratic, there's a lot of gadgets and mind involved. We still do a lot of, you know, stuff in nature and of course the complexity when you open up your senses and all that, that's a much better sensor than any of these gadgets and stuff like that. So it's funny that we kind of externalize certain concepts by technology, but at the end of the day, it boils down that we get rid of all of these things and are able to actually feel more. And I think that's super important that all the cognitive processes, it's of course valuable, but at the end of the day, it's about how do you feel? How do you actually, because health is about feeling. It's not just the thinking about, I know stuff, but how do you feel? So I think there's many aspects that are kind of catalyzing the essence, which is kind of feeling more, getting more understanding about how your biology, how your mind, how the connection with other people works. So just kind of a fun mixture of, of many different things. And Yaro, you, you in particular are like very 
you're into into this like staying in nature and you know you actually base your entire business around it. So what do you have to say about this? Well, I would actually say the ultimate hack is actually that biohacking is accessible by people. So sometimes this idea of going back into the natural world seems a little woo-woo for people, right? So the idea is, is that at biohacking, they can at least monitor and test and, and train their body. That, but what I know, and this is the ultimate hack, is that everyone, all the fish swim upstream. So eventually, you might start with the gadgets, but the more you start to dive into your health path, the more you start to tune in, the more you realize all these senses are so powerful. Mm -hmm. And like you, like Yaka was saying, the, 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 um, the gadgets fall away. And eventually, you go from the concentrated extract into the tea, into the tincture, into the plant, into the growing the plant for yourself, into walking in nature, into oscillating your heart rhythm at the right rhythm with the planet, and boom, you're a biohacker, but you're also just a part of the natural world. Like, that's the ultimate hack here, is that it actually makes it accessible for people to train themselves how to learn the art of being healthy and proactive. And uh, where, where do you find man as an individual? Where can you see uh, how does man as an individual fit into like the grand scheme of nature? Why don't you start us? Well, I think Alan Watts said that we are part of nature. You come from this world. You are not just a visitor here. Mm. But I think that also boils down to the whole aspect of connectivity and connectivism. Even though we have seemingly a lot of connectivity going on, we're not connected to ourselves, to other people, to nature. So, as I said, it catalyzes that we need to get more feeling into the nature so I'm pretty sure that it will take some time that people go you know take ice baths and swimming into ice cold water but at the end of the day it's kind of like this feels better and then when you start to get more connected observe more of what's happening that opens up your senses and when your sensory system gets kind of heightened up then the magic starts happening so it's step-by-step -step process that you're kind of throwing small rocks into somebody's screen and it will go and just scratch the whole whole surface but I don't know it can be can come from many different angles, but at the end of the day, the, as you say, the all fish are swimming upstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the the thing about the nature that we are starting to realize is that it's all intelligent. All life is actually really intelligent. We're learning. The more we learn from science about our body, the more we realize this is the most intelligent thing we've ever seen. We could almost reverse engineer the way the body shows up, and then build our technology out of that. Now, there was a study done on mushrooms, on uh, and they did this in Japan. And the study was okay. Can we create a better, efficient subway system? And so they micro, they made the subway smaller into a micro version of the subway, and they inoculated it with a mushroom strain. And within 24 hours, the mushrooms had gone all through the parts of, the, of the, the, the city that they had built, and then they had come back and found the most efficient paths to deliver information. And within 48 hours, I think it was, boom, they had a new subway system developed that was so much more efficient than the human contrived one. And we thought we were so smart. This just showed us this really simple way of saying, oh, wait a minute, all life is smart. And the mycelium and the bacterial worlds, which make up over 50% of the planet's biome are intelligent by design. And that's where we can learn from. And so people eventually get to that place where we're like, oh yeah, you know. Another example that I kind of was giving in my talk was 
this idea that we, we, we waged a war on bacteria. Back in the 40s, they found out, oh my gosh, bacteria are part of existence. They created antibiotics. Within five years, half, over half the bacteria that they were designed to kill were immune to them. And we kept berating this planet with antibiotics, only to find that the bacteria were always one, two, three steps ahead of us. So we're learning slowly Hopefully we learn fast enough before we kill the planet, but we are learning that nature is ultimately the most intelligent thing out there, and, and all we need to do is find our place in that intelligent design. Yeah. So what would be like the first simple steps like the listener could uh, implement in their lives to become more in tune with their na natural environment? Listen more. Mm. I think that's the whole point, that nature is communicating all the time, and the fact that we lack the ability to hear it, as Paul Stamets yeah. says, is the whole point that if you go to the nature and observe more, feel the senses more. Oli was talking about like fight on sites and subtle, you know, oils that plants produce and they affect your limbic system and that lowers stress. And that's one path that you look at the science and then you go to the nature and oh, I, I should actually <laughs> be more sensitive in, into what's happening. But just the fact that whenever you go to nature, try to pay more attention to what's happening around you. Because as you said, most of the people are just living in their minds and you're not listening. It's just like that uh, wisdom listens, knowledge speaks. So that's a good way. So what's going on? Park this for a quick second. Okay. <laughs> we got we're we're in the we're at the biohacker summit and so it people are just having an awesome time behind us. So if yeah. you hear the sounds, that's that's what's going on. Get your next ticket for the next next event. So. Yeah, you know, honestly, like if, if I lived closer to this, I would be such an addict to this event. There's a lot of um there's a lot of opportunity to learn from really wonderful people who have a lot to share, you know, in this in this conversation. And Kind of back to the idea of the natural world and sensing, like you were saying, um, it's easy to start to learn how to listen if you give yourself a couple of quick hacks, which are just, it's all about your time. It's all about building relationship. If you want to build a new friend, there's not a person walking around with a sign that says, friend of Yarrow, friend of Yarrow. You have to go out and find that person and take the time, dedicate yourself to, hey, I want to learn and be with you and communicate and connect with you. It takes an energy. The same thing is with plants. This is the same way that they learn. All of this stuff is intuitive and really simple. It's just getting out of our own heads. But these two things, these two concepts I like to bring up, the monkey mind and the elephant mind. The elephant mind holds on to all our patterns and it says, oh yeah, don't do this because you might get hit by a car. Make sure you always cross in this place. Make sure, so the, the whole, that holds the pattern. It doesn't allow us to change. The monkey mind is this continual going over and over again about our reality, thinking about our Facebook profile, thinking about our friends, thinking about the food we're eating, looking at our calorie content, looking at the way I should have said that in that conversation. Once we step out of these two places, breathe, start to feel, start to look at the grand architecture of the plants around us, start to view the world with the awe of a, of a young child, it becomes so intuitive and so easy and it's not hard at all. I think one uh, doable action step is take five minutes in nature for every hour you spend at the office. Mm, so yeah. if you actually do that and not just now pick like oh, a nice idea, but actually do that, that's it. Yeah. Magic will happen. And, and I heard another concept that I wanted to bring, which is if you don't have 15 minutes to spend in nature every day, 
you need a whole hour. Yeah. <laughs> so look at that in yourself. If you can't find the time, it means you actually need more time to step out. Exactly. Yeah. So it's also like everything is connected with each other, like uh, the, the microcosm, the microcosm, and uh, people need to connect with each other to feel their you know, sense of belonging as well as mm. human beings. So of course, kind of um, here we see like ergonomic chairs and all that. If you think about like cognitive ergonomic, you need to be in surrounded by the fractals of nature and eat different information diet. And if you go to the nature, the diet is very different than inside of a cubicle. So that's one of the major environmental hacks, how you get a different data, different zip file from the nature. Yeah. And I would say that one of the beautiful things about places like the Biohacker Conference too is that, okay, here's the reality. You can't be in nature all the time, right? So we, we know that the base hack is to get out there and to spend time connecting with the natural world, but there's also an opportunity to find other ways to dial in the time that you're in your office, the time that you're at home, the time, the type of food you put into your, your I call it the blender, the modern day witch's cauldron, you know? How do we create a, a, a life of alchemy where we're transitioning and moving the best stuff ever into our bodies and, and bringing that out and emanating that in the world? And that, that's where some of these technologies can be really beautiful, but not to rely on the technology, right? That's that's the key. Yeah, and for me, what, what I see is like this re-emerging uh, pattern in all of these things is raising awareness. Mm -hmm. Raising awareness about your, who you are, like uh, what, how your body functions, how your psychology functions as well, and how do you fit into this grand yeah. scheme of things. True that. Well, there's, no, there's two concepts that I, I just come to mind when you say that too. When you raise awareness, two things I want to really mention about that is there is no magic bullet, right? There is no end destination and there is no guru. I watched this movie called uh, The Love Guru once with Mike Myers and the acronym of guru is G-U-R-U, right? <laughs> Don't follow anyone else. This is, a, this is a path by path individual thing. You're on your own path and, and these are all tools but it's up to you, you know? Don't, don't look to the answers from the sage, wise person. Uh, there's a lot to learn and everyone's unique. Exactly. Yeah. So as a <laughs> final, final conclusion maybe, like uh, how would you describe this entire event in one word? A lot of energy. A lot of energy. Okay. A lot of energy in the same room. So um, versatile people. There is so many different stories and different type of tendencies with people, but a lot, lot to listen. Mm -hmm. A lot to listen. Yeah. I would call it evolution. Evolution. Yeah, I would say that uh, we're we're evolving, and um, we might all be evolving differently, but we are evolving here, and our 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 world is waking up. We're waking up to another paradigm, another shift that is eclipsing, literally eclipsing the old way of thinking. So, so come evolve. Exactly. And yeah. what can people, you know, find, get a hold of you and your work? Okay, well, um, you can just hashtag Herbal Jedi, you'll find me. Okay. I'm on the netherverse. We call it the internet in some circles. <laughs> I call it the netherverse. And um, 
Yarrow Willard is my name. I have a company called Harmonic Arts. I'm also a big YouTuber, so we got lots of videos on YouTube, lots of fun ways to connect. That's my favorite way to connect with people because it's free, it's yeah. easy, and you don't have to give us anything other than your time. Mm -hmm. Just hang out with us on YouTube. So find me, Yarrow Willard, or Herbal Jedi, either on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the social netherverse networks, and that's where I am. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, jakkohalmetoja.com. Everything is up there. What Jarrow in the end is saying is just so true. People are waking up to the world around them and they are realizing that we're all living on the same planet together. I mean, we wouldn't survive without nature and in order to survive, we need to work together with it, not destroy it. There are billions of bacterial species with whom we have to develop a symbiotic relationship with because the intelligence of these microbes the intelligence of your own microbiome inside your gut is far greater than your single individual conscious mind. Like Charles Darwin himself said, it is not the strongest nor most intelligent of the species that survives. It's the one who's most adaptable to change. So you should let go of the old paradigms of health, nutrition, technology and bacteria. Instead, embrace the new paradigm shift of challenging your beliefs, trying out new things, keep making things better and striving to becoming your greatest self, the most self-empowered version of yourself. And it starts with the body and mind. Next up, I'm going to talk with Vanessa Spina, aka Ketogenic Girl. She's a popular nutrition influencer on Instagram and an author. As you might know, I'm a big practitioner of keto and intermittent fasting myself, but it's still a great idea to hear the approaches of other people. What has been the greatest positive effect after you started the ketogenic diet in your life? The biggest thing for me, I think, is just all of the amazing benefits that you get from being, you know, on a ketogenic diet. Um, a lot of it is like consistent high energy, um, mental clarity for me, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. I would do keto just for the mental sharpness and not having brain fog. And I think the biggest thing has been like food peace and not being dependent on food because when you're eating high carb, low fat, you're very dependent on external food sources because your energy levels go up and down. When you're keto, you're no longer dependent on external food sources. You can go for days and days, you're a fat burner already, um, without even having to have anything external. Um, so there's like a food piece that comes with that and just like more independence from having to fuel yourself constantly. And exactly, it's one of the biggest misconceptions I feel like people have about the keto. It's like they think it's so restrictive, whereas in the opposite, it gives you so much more freedom. And uh, like, uh, I agree. How, how like people struggle with the keto adaptation process? You know, uh, how did you manage to go through this difficult process? Um, so I have an ebook. It's a free ebook on my website, and it all talks about how to prepare for going keto because if you just go from a high carb, low fat model all of a sudden into keto, it's going to be very, very difficult. Um, you know, you can get really sick, get keto flu and like just struggle from it. But if you uh, gradually downregulate your carbs over time, then it's just going to make the transition a lot easier. And also fasting and electrolytes are huge help. So um, if you're doing the transition over to keto, you really need to supplement with high quality sodium. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and that is going to help if you ever feel off, if you feel lethargic or tired and you have some high quality sodium, um, either drink it or have it under your tongue, then you can regulate your electrolytes and your body will regulate how much of the other, of potassium, magnesium, and everything based on sodium intake, supplementation. Okay, but what would be like the common mistakes people make? starting the keto Not supplementing with Not electrolytes, I think is the biggest thing because I get a lot of people will say things like, oh, I tried a ketogenic diet once and I felt awful, you know, and I I was tired all the time or this and that, and I know it's always because they were not supplementing with electrolytes properly. Uh, so just being able to do that then makes the whole process so much easier. Yeah, and uh, it's probably, like when I did my talk, it's like the most important thing after, you know, you having your macronutrients, right? Like fat, protein, and carb is electrolytes. Micros. What are your go-to food sources when you're eating like a daily menu? For me, um, high-fat fish is really, really big, uh, especially because when you're keto, you are eating so much more fat than average. You have to supplement with omega-3s, fatty acids, even more than if you're doing a regular diet. Um, walnuts, I like to make uh, a mayonnaise out of walnut oil, avocado oil, because um, you can use mayo on everything. And so for me, combining high fat, you know, quality fish with wild, wild caught fish with um, like an omega-3 mayonnaise is like, Fantastic, yeah. What about carbohydrates? You know, what type of carbs do you um, So because I, I I do very, very strict keto, um, I really make sure to get the highest um, fiber, nutrient-dense carbs, and those are the cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, and especially fermented cabbage. Um, and roots and herbs are extremely nutrient-dense. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that that 5%, I do 5% of carbohydrate, that that 5% comes from the highest fiber, lowest sugar sources of vegetables. Do, so. do you feel like you need to be that low or is it just like personal preference? Do you need to be stay that low to maintain ketosis or? Um, so I can go higher for sure, depending also on like activity level. But I personally just um, prefer to keep it lower because then I'm definitely staying in ketosis. The thing is, I travel quite a bit, and travel can throw things off. Um, so if you are really, really strict with the carbohydrate carb level, then you're gonna have an easier time staying in ketosis. Like I've been in Helsinki now uh, this whole week, and I did a live, you know, ketone test on stage. Uh, my ketones were 3.0, and that's just, you know, without any supplements. It's just because I'm I'm constantly in a state of ketosis. So. Nice. And uh, do you th how do you think like intermittent fasting fits into the ketogenic diet? Um, I think it actually happens naturally without you even planning on it so um, because you're so satisfied from ketogenic foods you'll just start fasting naturally and so people will be like oh I you know I've been fasting all day and it's not because they're actually trying to it's just because it happens um, so it's a huge like my approach is really combining keto and intermittent fasting because they go together so well and then 
the time that you're making the best and biggest impact on your body and your metabolic health is when you're fasting. So that's when your body is able to restore insulin sensitivity the most, it's able to go into fat burning mode, you get all those benefits. So it's really important to combine the two, but if you're doing keto properly, you'll probably find that you're just fasting. It's just happening naturally. Because, so. yeah, the most common thing people say that they lose their hunger, they yes. lose their sugar cravings almost completely. And yes. that's, yeah. that's the liberating aspect of it. It is, yeah, because your body is actually satisfied for the first time. Yeah, like it's exactly. getting all of its yeah, fats. It's taking and... a break from it. And uh, where can people find more about you and your your approach to ketogenic diet? Yeah, so the best place to find me is at ketogenicgirl.com on Instagram and on Facebook at the Ketogenic Girl, and then ketogenicgirl.com is where I have uh, all of my um, information aggregated. But it's really on this, those two social feeds that is the best, and YouTube also. Okay. And uh, one last question would be like, how would you describe this entire event in one word? Powerful. Powerful. Just like ketones. Exactly like All ketones. Right. <laughs> Thanks. My pleasure. I believe Vanessa has a ton of valuable content about keto, especially for the female audience, so check out her channels. Moving on with another health entrepreneur, Simo Suoheimo. Turns out that he's my namesake because the Finnish version of Seem would be Simo. Simo is the superhero co-founder of Ambronite. Ambronite is a plant-based drinkable super meal shake that gives you everything your body needs and stops hunger. I tasted it and I like the creamy texture. Simo wanted to have a meal replacement for high performing people who need to get things done during the day without having to spend a lot of time on cooking. His company has become quite successful and he has a lot of tips for people wanting to step up their life. Firstly, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I think for me, Ambronite has been a journey about reconnecting with nature. And uh, I initially started creating Ambronite uh, for myself and with my friends because we wanted to make healthy eating and healthy choices automatic. Yeah. And also productivity is not something that you need to struggle to do the best choices every day to, to, to attain, mm -hmm. but rather something that you can incorporate into your daily habits. And, and the easiest way to do that is to choose Choose the uh, the uh, few ingredients and the few tools that give you 80% of the results, and then not think about the rest too much, because otherwise you're in a constant loop of just biohacking for biohacking's sake. So we wanted to avoid this, and that's that's why we wanted to bring, for example, uh, brain-boosting ingredients into into a daily diet uh, in in Ambronite, and also in other things I've implemented, such as um, uh, taking blood, uh, regular blood testing uh, to measure my levels of different 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 fatty acids uh, for example including healthy omega-3s EPAs so that I can get the uh, get the perfect fatty acid balance to balance immunity there's also well-documented nootropic effects of, of having a good fatty acid balance just by including those quality fats into your diet so that's for example a big thing that I've I've kind of come to understand and made an automatic habit in my life which probably wouldn't have happened unless I would have delved into biohacking into understanding the physiological and the cognitive effects of our food. Yeah, exactly. But uh, let's say, let's get down to like more specific uh, examples. Of, Absolutely. Like, uh, what would be like these uh, a specific example of something that people would need more that they get that they're most commonly deficient of? Absolutely. Like so, so over 50% of, of the Western population is deficient in in uh, vitamin D, oh, yeah. and and uh, 
as, as we all know, it's easy to supplement, but what many people don't realize is that you will also need vitamin K in the same time in order to, to, uh, to uh, not, uh, not uh, leach other vital nutrients out of your body. Uh, just understanding that when you're affecting something, for example, supplementing D or uh, adding vitamin K2, you're, you're acting synergistically. So it's not about just you know, like pu pushing one lever, it's about the bigger perspective. Exactly. Something else, uh, for example, the, uh, the, uh, very few people realize that the microbiome uh, is actually becoming more and more popular, but the microbiome is the basis of a healthy brain. Mm -hmm. So what you will need there is uh, make sure that you're getting enough healthy soluble and non-soluble uh, fibers in your diet. For example, the beta-glucans in oats uh, that have been identified as, as very uh, impactful for a healthy microbiome. Now, these are, these are the kinds of things that people think, oh, am I getting enough fiber? Maybe I should have a plum or two, plum or two. But what, what they're not realizing is that there are different kinds of fibering and, and building those habits into your daily life, for example, enjoying uh, grains high in soluble fibers every day, for example, in the morning, those have major, major impact. Um, another thing that I would highly recommend checking out is intermittent fasting and fasting in general. Those have had a massive impact on myself. Uh, and, and the cognitive benefits for me start to kick in on day three, day four. Yeah. On day five, that's typically four days four or five uh, of, a, of a total calorie restriction uh, are typically the most productive days for me and also very healthy for your gut bacteria. Exactly. So those are the kinds of even free things that you can do to invest in your own well-being and that, that are helping me succeed as an entrepreneur every week and uh, I, I basically I basically wouldn't want to go back to my old self who wasn't aware of all these all these impactful habits so uh, this is something I want to share with the world and that I that I feel a personal mission to share and uh, let's can you also like describe uh, what would, would be uh, like a easy morning routine an average morning routine for you look like Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, one of the core things in the morning, what I like to do, no matter when you wake up, for me, cold showers, a hundred second mm. cold shower has been a habit for, for over two years. And uh, wh what I notice when I recommend this to people, that many people drop coffee from their morning routine yeah. because they get such a, such a positive, motivative jolt out of the cold shower. Uh, Especially if I'm doing IF, if I'm doing intermittent fasting in the morning, uh, I typically fast for some 16 to 18 hours, two times a week. Uh, I like to start with the morning with a bit of sea buckthorn juice, two centiliters of sea buckthorn juice, which is very acidic, also has omega-7s, it's 100% 100 juice. You, you also probably know it, it's, it's one, of my, one of my favorite berries that we also incorporate in Ambernite. So having that with a pinch of salt, high quality salt, and some water, filtered water if you can get it. Uh, that's a great way of, of uh, kickstarting your morning uh, and, uh, and uh, giving, you, giving you a jolt of energy instead of uh, a caffeine-laden uh, breakfast that many people are going for, like a bulletproof coffee or something like that. Those are excellent, I usually definitely try them out, but I highly suggest trying out the cold shower and the acidic drink, especially the sea buckthorn juice, with some water, uh, throw in some kettlebell workout, kettlebell mm. swings, 50 to 70 uh, kettlebell swings. Yeah. It'll take you up to five minutes and that's an epic morning routine right there. That's an epic one, yeah. And uh, let's say, if, if, this, if these practices have helped you to gain so much you know, success in your life already, uh, where, where do you see 
what, what's the future of drawing? Do, do you feel like the, there's some sort of a limit to this energy and uh, constant productivity? Or that's a great idea. That's a great question because we talk in the biofacking sphere. We talk a lot about whether or not your development will plateau at some stage. Yeah. Now, I'm a big believer in making all these good habits automatic and, and making them routines that you don't have to think about. You don't have to expend mental energy to get these done. Now, when you don't have to expand the mental energy from your previous baseline, when you have like five good habits rolled in, food, sleep, exercise, good morning routine, when you don't have to think about those anymore, then you have, have the time and focus to maybe uh, bring some more value into some other area of life. For example, your friends, your family, bringing in a gratitude exercise. I, I'm a big fan of a gratitude diary, writing down five things that I'm grateful for. Uh, nowadays, I even do it before enjoying a meal. So before a meal, I take a couple of deep breaths and uh, think about three things that I'm very grateful for in that very moment. I think biohacking as, as, a, as a tool uh, is, is, is something that can really change and transform your life. But you need to remember that it's not only about the sleep or the food or the exercise. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really about how to make those good ideas a, a, a permanent part of your life and, and how to bring more of those, more of those positive, uh, positive uh, impacts into all kinds of areas of life, not only your food, yeah. not only your physical appearance, also your cognitive cognitive capabilities and, and happiness as a, yeah. as a human being. Yeah, it's also like, it's, it's not only just about yourself, it's more about, you know, how, how, the, how your personal productivity, how your personal performance affects those around you as well. Exactly. Yeah. Many people mistake biohacking with this kind of a mentality of being very self-centered. Yeah. Now, I would, I would like to, there's, certain, there's certainly a lot that can be said about the topic, but I would like to point out that, that biohacking should not be an end on its own. It should be a tool, tool. a toolbox uh, that will help you create more positive impact mm -hmm. in the world yeah. to people around you and to our planet as a whole. And, and for me, the biohacking community and, and Ambronite are, are ways of doing that on a, on a personal level, on a mission level. Mm -hmm. Now, many people often re re kind, of, kind of get stuck in, in, into the optimizing loop where in fact you should yeah. be thinking about what you're creating, how you're sharing your passion with the world in, in a way that can impact people and the planet. What would be something, this simple change that they could make to transform themselves for the better of the entire world? Uh, I, would, I would start, you know, like as a, I'd like to give you two. One from, from the mind and one for the body. Okay, it's I, I would I would definitely start with with uh, with uh, making at least two two stops every day. You know, like program your cell phone to ring an alarm two times a day, and at that very stage, stop, take two deep breaths, and name five things that you're grateful for. Even write them down, because that will that will stop some of some of the some of the most common things that the entrepreneurs and busy people are suffering from, which is a loss of perspective. Now, this is this sounds like a simple hack, but it's it's just so so powerful. It's well documented in, in science that people, after stopping, after feeling uh, a sense of gratitude, make better decisions, feel less stressed, and, and, and uh, generally just, just can make, make, a, make a bigger things happen. Uh, we, we even use this as, an, as a tool in the office. This, this is something that applies to our whole team. So, uh, so this, is, this is definitely something that you can leverage. The other thing being, um, 
everyone is, a, is, a, is, in a, is in a hurry sometimes. We miss lunches, we skip meals, we make inferior choices. Why not try making a better choice? Why not try making uh, the choice uh, that you would wish you could make the easiest choice you can do? So essentially, when you're time pressed, uh, make sure that you have a healthy smoothie right next to you that you can just mix with the water or, or, uh, or uh, just uh, carry a bag of, uh, of uh, healthy nuts and seeds and, and try having that once a day. And uh, I, I promise that any busy entrepreneur, any high performer will see the difference, will feel the benefit, not from optimizing each and every meal, but starting from optimizing the crappiest meal of the day, of the week, okay. and, and, uh, and uh, achieving the biggest impact with the smallest trade-off there. So uh, this biohacking summit, in one word, the theme has been the microcosm and macrocosm. I feel uh, that this year's biohacking summit uh, has, has, uh, has really grown uh, in, into into a into a healthier community in the sense that we're taking more and more human uh, human life areas into account. Mm -hmm. So uh, so uh, I would I would describe it as 360. 360. 360. Damn, that's a good one. <laughs> so thanks again, Simo. You you can check out the brand Ambronite. They have an amazing meal replacement supplement. Thanks. It was a pleasure, man. The last tip he talked about is just so powerful. Having several moments during the day where you remind yourself to be grateful will drastically increase your happiness and performance. Because your emotional and mental state at any time of the day depends on your level of awareness. How mindful and conscious you are in the present moment. Or how big of a perspective you have about your goals and life's purpose. And what he said, using an alarm to remind yourself of those things is just an incredible life hack. It's gonna make you more happier, it's gonna keep you more focused, and ultimately leads to greater fulfillment. So I'm definitely gonna start experimenting with this one. Our next guest is Claire from Australia. She's a medical doctor and also a Wim Hof instructor. We're gonna talk about how her life has improved with biohacking. Well, for me, um, I really wanted to perform better and understand myself better and feel healthier and more well. And by biohacking, I've been able to find ways of working within my own physiology, my own neurology, the nervous system, uh, my own body to be happier, be healthier, be stronger, perform better. Mm -hmm. I've also discovered more about myself, how I was holding a lot of tensions, how to how to let them go, yeah. um, and be happier. Yeah. Nice. And uh, you know, is there anything you know particular you would recommend people to implement? Yeah. Themselves. What would they focus Definitely. on? Definitely. There are some real basics, and the basics are sleep, get good sleep. Eat healthy, nutritious, real food mm -hmm. that's, you know, healthy. Uh, to have a meditation or relaxation practice to be able to get rid of stresses and downtime. Mindfulness. And also to move. You know, those, to move and to do things. And I'd add another one, which is also our, our social relationships. How we have a community, get on with people, relate to, our, to other people and to the environment, the planet that we're on, the universe that we're in. It also means we have to care for our environment. We breathe the oxygen that trees and algae make. If we're not looking after everything, there's no oxygen, we're going to be in a pretty bad way. So we have to look at the whole big picture. Correct. A single word to describe this entire event. Like a characteristic Oh wow, uh, mind blowing. I've, I've learnt things that I didn't know already. Um, I've met 
people that are really interesting, doing interesting things. I've got a whole lot of new concepts to, to work with. I've experienced things. Uh, cryo cryotherapy chamber, yeah, different foods, uh, and the Finland is amazing. I hope that's all right. <laughs> Cheers. And I definitely agree with Claire. Taking care of the fundamentals, your nutrition, your exercise, your sleep, your mindfulness, will drastically increase the happiness of your life. That's what we'll be talking about with the last guest of our show as well. Olli Soviyarvi is a medical doctor with his own clinic. He's also one of the authors of the Biohackers Handbook. His speech at the event was quite amazing and talked about how you should focus on getting back in touch with nature. Just 10 minutes in the forest, your blood pressure begins to drop. Pulse rate is dropping. Spend a little longer there, you feel your mood is beginning to rise. Anybody felt that? Just 20 minutes in the forest and you feel better. And what would be like the most common issue they have like, in terms of you know, exercise, nutrition or something like that? Yeah, well, it, most commonly it's uh, chronic stress. Mm, yeah. So they're like overstressed and that has to do with like uh, nearly all the diseases that's been on in the like typical Western world. So uh, they have gut issues, they have hormonal disbalances, they have like mental disbalance and, and sleep disorders and all of these things. What is maybe your morning routine look like in your health routine? Yeah, so uh, my morning routine is that uh, usually I do some deep breathing. I don't, I don't like get up immediately. I just breathe until I feel okay and I'm, I'm good, good to get up. Then I uh, just go outside. I want to ground myself like immediately. Then I use some technology. I have this uh, view light. So I put, put the light in my nose. So okay. it's activating my like circulation in the brain. And uh, also it's, a, it's if you have a little bit of stress in the morning, it's also lowering that. Yeah. Um, I drink a lot of water. I put some lemon and some like um, with wheat, grass and spirulina and chlorella and some salt and just get hydrated mm -hmm. and I uh, like play with my child for a while then I hit to the infrared sauna mm -hmm. and I stay there for like 20 minutes or so that get some little sweating and then after that I go into a cold shower and after that I'm usually good to go so uh, love love yeah that's yeah. a good yeah. yeah I just feel Good connection with people and uh, yeah, a lot of love. So thanks Oli again for thanks. organizing this event <laughs> and we'll st stick tuned to the next year. Yes, bye. Oli is so right about how the events like Biohacker Summit help people to connect with like-minded individuals. It was a complete blast and I'm definitely planning on going to the next summit which is held in Stockholm, May 2018. Okay, that's it for this podcast. In the next episode, I'm going to be delving deeper into one of the speakers of the summit, Kasper van der Mühlen, who runs his own MindLift company. He's a Wim Hof instructor and a best-selling author from Netherlands. We're going to be talking about how you can control the state of your physiology and nervous system with your mind. So it's definitely going to be an amazing one. If you want to support this podcast, then make sure you leave us a review on iTunes and follow us on other social media. Again, I want to leave you with a message of becoming your greatest self. Take care of your health and mindset first, so that you could make the world better for all of us. That's what Body Mind Empowerment is all about. Thanks for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for the next one. I'm gonna go outside now and to catch some sunlight and get some vitamin D. Thanks for listening. My name is Seem. Stay empowered.